Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and we are doing a bit of a special edition of The Download, given what we've been seeing happening in the bond market, uh, in the stock market, particularly in the technology sector, energy sector, as there seems to be, as we've talked about on previous podcasts, particularly with Stu Kedwell, uh, that rotation is, uh, is seeming to be, uh, be underway. Uh, but we had a jobs report in the U.S., which has uh, markets have reacted to fairly well today, but wanted to take a, a bigger picture look at that uh, with the chief economist at RBC Global Asset Management, Eric Lascelles. And Eric, uh, welcome. Thank you very much. Putting the hardest working economist in Canada to work on a late on a Friday afternoon. So, Eric, uh, the, 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 the jobs report and what we've been seeing uh, with the, the rise in, in the U.S. 10-year Treasury, uh, how, how do you piece it all together and what would you say to people looking at it from an investment perspective? Right, yeah, those are all good questions. And so you know, this latest U.S. job number, 379,000 new jobs created in February, it's, it's the latest in a string of indicators that have broadly landed better than expected uh, and, and at a minimum consistent with uh, a fairly happy economic recovery during this pandemic. And I can say it's, it's not uniquely a U.S. phenomenon either. In Canada, for instance, we've just been repeatedly pleasant surprised by the fact that the Canadian economy has been growing. And I remember thinking back in the fall as that second wave came along and as the, the rules got tighter, we were thinking, gee, you know, November GDP probably shrank at least a little bit, and then it didn't. And then we thought, well, December probably did. They tightened up even more, and then it didn't. And you know, we just got some tentative numbers in Canada as well for January, and you know, apparently January GDP was off. And so we are finding that these economies handled their second or, or latest wave fairly well. Uh, we can see that there is some subsequent economic rebound. You know, don't get me started on variants and third waves and that sort of business. There are certainly some risks out there over the next month or two. But nevertheless, it, it's been a pretty good economic story here. And we're getting a, a fairly happy recovery. And, you know, I should say our own economic forecasts are above consensus for 2021. We think this is legitimate. Uh, we think this is a year of, of economic recovery, a year in which vaccines play a very important role, as much as we Canadians are still grumbling a little bit at the rate here. But e even that should pick up fairly quickly. And so all of that's very nice. However, you then need to map that onto that second question of yours, which is, you know, what has that meant for interest rates? And certainly it has made risk assets in general fairly happy over the last six months or so, but it's it sent bond yields notably higher over the last few months. And indeed, you know, you look back to the extreme lows last spring and, you know, the U.S. 10-year yield was as low as essentially 50 basis points. And now it's sitting essentially a percentage point higher than that, at, you know, around 150 basis points. And so that is a significant move. And a, a real fraction of that has happened in the last uh, month or two. And so you know, what, what is all that about? I will say this, our one year out forecast is actually for slightly lower yields than where we are right now. So we're not convinced this is a, a path that needs to continue indefinitely. I guess the way I would put it is I, I agree with the economic excitement that's reflected in those numbers, but I'm, I'm aware of a few other things. And so uh, the one would be we are now in a much heavier debt environment than we were even a year ago. And so what governments and what you know, bond markets can arguably tolerate in terms of the level of yields is probably even lower than it was. And it wasn't exactly high before the pandemic. And so I'm, I'm aware that may yet weigh on the level of, of yields. Uh, you know, inflation, certainly fears are rising. Indeed, to some extent, inflation is rising over the next few months in particular. But you know, as we look a little further out, we think it's more likely that inflation remains fairly normal as opposed to truly overheat. So there could be a little bit of a retreat 
retreat on the inflation expectation side. And then just don't forget what central banks keep telling us over and over again, which is they have no plan to raise rates anytime soon. And even as we see certain measures looking increasingly normal, they, they dig through the data and continue to argue that, you know, even if the unemployment rate looks fairly good, then you dig down and, and you see quite a, a gender divide or you see a divide between high income workers and low income workers. And so they feel like there's maybe more hidden economic slack out there, even than the official numbers say. And so uh, not to say that higher yields are wrong. I think it makes sense. We've seen a sell off here, but it's not necessarily something that's going to you know, gain further speed from here and, and end up significantly above current levels. If anything, there's a risk we could see a little bit of a, an unwind in the months to come. Yeah, and, and as you say, central banks are, are saying very clearly they're not even thinking about thinking about thinking about thinking about raising rates. So if, uh, in, in that environment, and then uh, we, we've got to remember when, we, when you look at the, the longer end of the, the yield curve, like a 10-year treasury, uh, that that's set by the market. And markets notoriously overshoot on both sides. So maybe 50 basis points in, in hindsight looks like it shot the yield shot down a little bit too low and maybe 155 to 160 right now might be a, a little bit of an overshoot with respect to optimism. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. I, I will say this for people worried maybe that the sell-off in rates is going to snuff out the economic recovery. I'm not overwhelmingly concerned about that. Like we've been tracking financial conditions indices, and yeah, they're a little less friendly than they were just a, a month ago, but they're, they're still at you know near record lows in terms of how, how helpful they are, I guess record highs in terms of how helpful they are in terms of the economy. And so we, we think the economy gets to keep moving. Uh, we will see shortly what central bankers say over the next few weeks with regard to this sell-off and conceivably there could be some talking back down. I can't imagine central bankers are overwhelmingly happy that yields have moved up this much at a time when they're still doing a, a whole lot of quantitative easing. Obviously, they'd be nervous if they have, whenever they do actually engage then in tapering, uh, let alone stop buying the bonds. You know, they don't want they don't want yields massively higher than they are right now. And so I suspect there could be a, an effort to, to talk yields back down or at least to, to help stabilize them as well. So that, that could be a, a factor to consider. But fundamentally, this is likely to be a structurally low interest rate environment. And if anything, it should be a little bit structurally lower than it was before the pandemic came along. And so, again, as much as the economy is bouncing here, we're still a few years away from anything approaching normality, we think. And, and you know, even that new normal from a rate perspective should be somewhat lower than the old normal. We've been tracking uh, you know, central banks, the Bank of Canada's own definition of what a neutral policy rate is. And, you know, gosh, at the turn of the millennium, like 5% was the best guess or thereabouts. And then I remember doing a, a paper when I was fairly new into this role in, gosh, 2011 or 2012, something like that. And, you know, th three and three quarters was our guess for what the, the neutral policy rate was. And, and then, you know, central banks got in on the act as well. And it was recently as a few years ago, they were saying, gee, maybe like two and a half, two and three quarters is the neutral rate. And Bank of Canada put out new numbers recently. And they said, we think the neutral rate coming out of this might actually be something like two or even a little bit below two. And recognizing it seems like we spend more time below that neutral definition than above. And so it is really a low rate environment. Let's not lose sight of that. Yeah, living living in a house at one point in the early '80s, where my where my parents were paying uh, over twenty percent for their uh, their mortgage rate, uh, it uh, it seems incredible, and that's what you've got to put in context. I mean, from a historical perspective. One and a half, one point six percent is extremely low. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hey, my, my parents' mortgage came due in nineteen eighty two, which was not a good year for that to happen. And you know, we, we rented for the next fifteen years. That was what happened to us. And so yeah, I remember getting back in and being super excited. It was below ten percent as well. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a different world, absolutely. And you know, to the extent that we've all gotten used to the low rates, that's part of the reasons why they have to stay quite low. It's you know, governments have a lot of debt now. Households have a lot of debt as well. We've seen a, a housing boom. I'm, I'm sure policymakers would like to slow that boom down. 
down to some extent, but I don't, I don't think they quite want a, a bust. And so there is you know, there's a higher level of sensitivity to rates than there once was as there's this extra debt around. Super. Well, that, that is a fan, uh, fantastic explanation of, of, of what we're seeing, uh, the number today, and putting everything in historical context. Uh, Eric, no surprise. Another great visit. Thanks for, uh, for dropping in, and we'll check in with you uh, over the next few weeks to, uh, to see where things progress. Thanks again. Thank you.